Welcome to the show. I'm Ames Beckerman, and this is Mr. Beck's Talk Sex and Gender. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast where we talk about sex and gender. Guests every week will include sex educators, sex workers, porn stars, kink enthusiasts, and members of the LGBTQ community. And we will always have topics that pertain to love, sex, gender, and LGBTQ issues. So the guest on today's show is Keita Updike, and I have lots to say about her, but I'll get to her momentarily. So, um, I haven't done an episode in two weeks. I've, uh, been slacking. June is crazy. The Philly Trans Health Conference happened in Philadelphia, which was amazing. Such a great time to come together with other trans people all around the country. And then I went to Boston the following weekend for my mother's 60th birthday, which was quite fun. I pretty much ate all of Boston. I went there with my boyfriend. He got to meet the family. The family got to meet him. He's still with me. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Uh, we went to Nantasket Beach in Massachusetts, which was my home beach that I went to when I was a kid growing up. Ate a ton of food. We went to this place called Crescent Ridge, which is a dairy bar in the south shore of Massachusetts, in Sharon, Massachusetts, where I grew up. They have cows there. You can eat your ice cream, watch a cow take a shit. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, and then last weekend was Gay Pride in New York City, and it was busy. I photographed three really cool events. I photographed Pride Day, which was the Hot Rabbit Pride party on Friday called Friday. Then I went and photographed a circuit party for Next Magazine called We Party, which I was the only person wearing a shirt. Uh, it was it was the sexiest men I've ever seen in New York City. Really cool, um, amazing. I I got to watch the the party. I was like. 5,000 men just dancing in Roseland Ball, not Roseland Ballroom, uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Amazing. I wasn't there very long. Uh, took some photos and I uh, got out of there. And then I photographed Trans Pride, which is uh, kind of a strip show. It's, 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 a, it's a good time. Uh, and T.S. Madison performed, and I have talked about her before. I'm just like obsessed with T.S. Madison. So I got to take some photos of her, got to hang out with her and chat with her. Um, she's based in Atlanta, and uh, my boyfriend and I are staying in New York City now, so I was thinking I'd be close to T.S. Madison in Atlanta, but uh, at least I got a chance to to hang out with her and photograph her. So still hoping to get her on this podcast, but I'm sure it will happen one day. Um, and tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is the premiere of my new party called Man Cave. It's a party for all men. It's a party for cis men, trans men, and everyone in between. And of course, everyone of all gender is, is welcome, including fag hags. I love fag hags. I used to be one. Um, pretty much, I wanted to create a party for cis men and trans men to meet and cruise. You know, I, I, I may not be a super matchmaker, but my hope is that there's some trans guys who may be nervous to go out to a gay bar alone or, or just to disclose disclose their their gender in a gay bar and not know when to do it. And I just want to make a really comfortable environment for all men 
to feel comfortable and party and drink and cruise and make new friends. So if you're interested, the party is called Man Cave and it will be tomorrow starting tomorrow, which is July 1st at Rock Bar, which is 185 Christopher Street in New York City. Uh, yeah, so so I'm, I'm excited that that's happening. So uh, here's another thing. So in between attending the Philly Trans Health Conference and the tragedy in Orlando, I've decided that as much as I love talking about sex, it's really important to me to use this podcast as a platform to educate and be a positive role model for the LGBTQ community. You know, I'm sure I'll still overshare and I'll still have my wild porn friends on the show from time to time, but there's a lot of issues surrounding identity and and transitioning that I want to talk to the community members about so we can reach the people who need it. You know, it, it sometimes I, I take it for granted that I live in New York City where, where I'm able to be out and proud and, and transgender and gay and really live my life who I am and not really worry about that. But I know that there's people in this country who 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 don't have that. So I wanna give this I, I wanna give this podcast to parents, allies um, you know, friends and, and, and people who are transgender or maybe who haven't come out yet or who identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual or pansexual and aren't comfortable yet and, and really don't have anyone to talk to about that. I want to give them, I want to give them something that they can identify with. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always here, you know, the one thing I, I, I always tell coworkers this, you know, as someone who's transgender, people ask me questions all the time. And, you know, the, from my experience, I don't send them to Google. I don't say, no, you need to go look that up. You know, I feel it's my duty to educate them. There's some things that you don't want to look up online and you don't want to read. You want to talk to someone. You want to talk to someone who's not going to get offended, not going to get sensitive. And, and there's a lot of people who, who are uncomfortable, and I, I completely respect that. But because I'm not, and because I am comfortable with talking to people who are not transgender and people who are, who are not part of the LGBT community, I will answer those questions. So I always welcome people to send me an email if you have any questions, if, if you know someone who's transgender in the workplace and you have any questions about, about what they're going through and what their process is, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Um, so as always, my email is amesbeckerman at gmail.com. You can always go to my website as well, which is amesbeckerman.com. Send me an email. We can talk about this stuff. I'm, I'm really happy, happy to to talk about it. So this brings me to my guest. Kita Updike is the guest on the show this week, and she's an acclaimed actress and model based in New York City, and she's also a trans woman of color. She came to speak at the college I work at, at a panel we were having called Trans Talk, and I was really moved by what she had said. And as a trans individual, it's really inspiring to me to listen to other stories and she she really inspired me a lot. So I think you will really enjoy her. So we're going to get right to it. Here's Kita. I'm here with Kita, who is an actress and a model here in New York City. 
um, an amazing, amazing person that I've known for quite some time. Am I? For, you are fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you came and spoke at uh, the university that I work at. That I also attended. That you attended. Yeah. And um, you were... Yeah. Would you, were you out as, as trans when you were attending the college? Um, I was not. I, I mean, I had, like, very... I had, like, a couple close friends. Like, traditionally, I'm stealth. Like, I don't share it with anybody. It's not because... Um, I'm ashamed of it. It's just because, you know, my idea growing up was, and coming to this point, was just to be, you know, a woman very similar to my sister and my mother. It was not necessarily to be a trans woman. I mean, I I think a lot of different people have a different idea of what it is, but I knew I was a girl when I was younger, and it's just like, I just wanted to be a girl. So it's kind of like I look at it as a characteristic, like being a tall, you know, dark-skinned woman. Like, it's just another characteristic, trans, you know? So I think that's more how I view it, so... That's not great. something I share. Yeah. So when did you come out as trans? Can you just give us a little backstory yeah. about your history? Um, I was, well, I always knew, um, you know, those people like, oh, I always knew. Like for me, it was kind of like, I always ask people, um, like if I, if I'm meeting a guy and we go on a date and they're trying to like, you know, always pester you with questions like they tend to do, I'll be like well, when did you know you are a boy? And that's always, like, dumbfounding them. I was like, it's the same thing. You know, if you ask this people, um, it, it, for me, it was kind of that same thing. Nobody really had to tell me. You just kind of know, like, along with, like, you know, the way society treats you, you just kind of know how you feel. And you're like, oh, that's where I fit in. So I knew I was a girl. And, you know, the parts didn't feel right. And I always wished that I had a vagina. I'd go to sleep and pray, God, God, give me, you know, can I wake up with a vagina? <laughs> and, and there were times I'd be like, for me, if, 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 it's just funny to hear because I'm right. like, get rid of my vagina. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, I don't want to be fucking bleeding. Right. But, and hey, so, some people want them. Right. And so I think um, I think that probably the first time, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm telling this story. I'm always so embarrassed whenever I tell this story um, to the very few people I told it. I know, God. Don't be embarrassed. Right. I hope like nobody from my past is this because they're going to be like, oh <laughs> my God. From elementary school. So there's this boy that I really, really liked from the time I started elementary school. I think he went in first grade. I'm not going to say his name because I almost just said it. <laughs> um, this boy, um, it was kind of like the typical, like when, you know, like a little girl in school likes a little boy. Like, the, you know, the girls start to like the boys sooner, but like there's like fighting. You know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah, girl yeah. might be mean to him. Yeah, I was like that girl. And um, <laughs> then we finally, we had the same class in... Um, <laughs> we had the same class because there would be two classes. There'd be two kindergarten, two first grade, two, you know. So right. we were in the same class finally. We became friends. And I, I wanted him to see me as a woman and I really liked him. And, you know, he had this girlfriend. So at some point after we became friends, mm-hmm. I somehow told him that, like, we'd be talking on the phone and we'd be like, tell him I was a woman but like I had no I knew but I didn't like at that point you didn't know was this in first grade I was in like I was I was probably at this time nine years old okay probably around I know wow I know um (laughs) it's so embarrassing um I told him I was a woman and but at that point you don't you don't know trans you don't know how that's even possible but I just knew right you know so I told him like I, 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 um, attach this kind of mythical, magical aspect to it. You're like, oh, I'm just kind of living in this body, which is kind of like at the end of the day, which it kind of was. 
Um, but I would be like, oh, you know, when I go home, like I turn into my, <laughs> that's like so embarrassing. I turn amazing? into like my, this, my feminine self or something like that. I don't know. So it was just like, I was just kind of living in this, what it is now, like what kind of a lot of people see it like as this shell It's kind of like, you know, I've heard people say it's kind of like the shell, like the masculine body or like the body that we even live in as people. It's like this kind of a shell. It kind of came out as like an explanation of that kind of. And but that's absolutely what it is, though. That's, inc- right. that's really incredible. Right. First, that's, you know, when you were like a young But, young you kid. know, you have to remember, I grew up in a white, Republican, conservative, religious town that is literally called the City of Churches. That's its name. City of Churches. Well, the Summit City and the City of Churches. <laughs> yeah, that's this? what I've been told. What's Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Oh, God. Right. If you've ever been there. Do you ever go back? Um, yeah. I, I mean, not to like. To chill. Do you go back? <laughs> no, not to you chill. To, do you for visit my family. all the chain restaurants? No. Oh, God, no. You go to Applebee's? Oh, God, no. I just go to be with my family. <laughs> <laughs> Your family is still there? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but on with what I said, he... Because I remember one of my girlfriends who I told this to, I forget what, like what her reaction to it was. She, you know how they get, write the little notes, do you like me or not? So she yeah. gave them the little note, like, a, do you like... I forget the name that I used. My mom probably remembers this because I was writing all these things and she probably looking back and it was like, oh, now this makes sense. Because <laughs> um, I would write these little things because I remember her like confronting me about it. Not in a mean way, but she'd be like, what is this? You know, I'd be right. like writing in a little diary, whatever it was. And I'd like be like, oh, make up some excuse. Um, but I would be like, um, and then I think he said no or something like that, but he could not handle it. He, he was like, it was it was horrible. He never talked to me again. I was so upset. He, yeah, I was heartbroken. Um, I, I even had, I remember when I was in therapy, you know, older, I was still, I would frequently have like, um, at least once a month for the, for the next 10 years or so, I would have like a nightmare about this whole situation. Like he would be, yeah, it really affected me a lot. It was, it was, it was. Yeah, it was scary. And I, I, I probably thought nobody, you know, that was like my first taste of like what it was to be a trans woman and to like try to find love and all those things like that. So. And that was young. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, so so it did, I would say that maybe that's the first time to my parents. Um, I was, you know, like a lot of us who are going through any sort of difference any any sort of you know off the beaten path if you are right. you know you, you a lot of times we find ourselves like even here in the new York, like i've never really been a part of that community like that um underground nightlife but a lot of kids flock to here you know just like when i was in germany a lot of kids flock to berlin from all over the world because they find like you know a sense of safety and all these things like that um i mean maybe that's even why you can't that's what yeah yeah like, you want i mean i was like one day i'm gonna get to go to new york right and that's really right. what kept me going through high school right and college. right and i remember seeing um you know i would see all of the um club kids on tv and that was kind of like oh like there's something about this girl <laughs> you know seeing like amanda lapore on there like on whatever and be like there's something about her but you know or seeing rue paul you know, like, oh, who's this big, you know, this yeah. glamorous woman, you know, but I, you know, and then I was like, oh, that's a drag queen. I was like, I didn't really want to be that. But I thought at that point, like, that's what I would have to be like. That was the only way I could be a woman. Right. You know, and then I, uh, then I started to see, you know, that was at the time too. It's not so much anymore, even though there are a lot of trans people, whatever variation of trans. And cause that, to me, I hate that to go on a tangent. I <laughs> go on your tangent. Right. I get <laughs> so angry when I see, you know. Over the past three years, there's been a lot of 
a lot of notoriety for the trans journey. Right. You know, in whatever way that might be. And then we've had the whole tranny debate. And <laughs> I, I, a lot of these kids or even, you know, not so much kids anymore. They're like, they're looking for something to fight for. And I'm like, we'll be like, oh, I love drag queens. They're like, oh, I hate drag queens. I'm like, drag queens are trans people too. Like, they're on the spectrum. Like, there's something that makes them, and that becomes, like, and they're doing this, that's a part of them. Like, you know, that's like saying a cross-dresser isn't a trans person. Like, let's remember transgender is an umbrella. Transsexual lies under that umbrella. You know, right. Just like drag and cross-dressing and all all of these things. And a long time, you know, back when we go to 60s, you know, we talk about, like, the Queen. Have you seen that documentary? Yes. You know, we talk about from there, and we talk about before that, like, we talk about the ballroom community and, like, the intersection between the ballroom community and the drag. It's like, a lot of those trans women, that was the only place they could go. That's right. where they started. Right. That was their know? only option. Right. Was to, so it's was like... to do an underground right. drag pageant, and that was their, their only chance to wear right. a dress without getting arrested. Right. And then they would do the, you know, they would do the pageant and then like get a little titty, get a little pump, get a little, right. you know, it's like, it's like these women, <laughs> just because they were performing, that was their only outlet. They may also enjoy the performing. And, and that was like maybe an option to escorting, you know, uh, right. to make money. Like, cause there were a lot of options for these right. girls 30, 40 years ago and there still aren't, but I'm saying, so I just think it's ridiculous when people are like, ew, drag queens are not part of it. I'm like, y'all, y'all are ridiculous. But anyway, to go back to the coming out, <laughs> Um, I was sneaking out of my um, mother's, I'm not my mother's, I was sneaking out of my window going to salacious acts. Um, and then my mother <laughs> caught me coming back in the window one time and, you know, I had on the wig and this is probably like 14 years old. I don't know. I was young. Um, okay. and, and where were you getting this from? Where were you? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, I know. Well, <laughs> were you um, stealing her clothes? Ah! No, no. Um, <laughs> my first wig God, nobody's gonna. I could. I, I'm not like anybody hear this. Um, my first wig I stole from our theater department. Hey, that's okay. It's legit, right? You were borrowing it, right? It was a synthetic wig, and then I had my sister's. Um, it's cheap anyway, right? Whatever. I had my sister's hair flattening iron, and I just I put on that synthetic wig. I was like because I wanted to have as much length as possible. Okay. Because um, all I used before that were like towels getting out of the bathroom. Love um, it. Right. And as hair, um, it would. Um, so she caught me and then I just remember like for an hour sitting on her floor crying and be like, I'm a woman, da 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 doop, da boop. And just crying, be like, I, I went, you know, talking about, um, and she, I mean, they don't quite understand, like they were not quite sure what to do, but you know, I, I remember clearly saying out of that, maybe I felt like there was a little hope because I was scared. I was like, Oh, and I want to get my face done. You know, I want to get this because I didn't like it. And my mom was like, you don't need to do anything to your face. Your face is fine. <laughs> you know, and I didn't, I, 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 that probably, that probably that part just sticks out to me because I was hysterical, but just like, you know, that was like, I mean, maybe the first, like, even though they didn't know quite what was going on or what to do or, you know, that was the inkling of, um, support. Right. You know, it was just like, you know, even if you did go through this, like, no, your face is fine. You have a you know beautiful face. You need to, you know, so it slowly and surely we started to work through it. And now, you know, we had a really rocky relationship, but now it's a lot better than it's ever been. And we keep getting stronger every day. And I'm thankful. I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. Were you, were you, did you go to therapy with your parents? Is that something like how long, um, like, what are some things that you've worked through? I had been going to out? therapy already. 
Um, I went to therapy from the age of eight at my church therapist. Okay. Um, because I was a ADHD kid and I was a problem child, which was actually now. You were a problem child? Well, but going back <laughs> to it, it was a lot of it was um, from being bullied at school and things like that. And right. then I would come home and take it all out because I was very introverted at school. So I would come home and I would just be very angry. So okay. I would be causing a lot of problems. I'd be, you know, just yelling and screaming. So they didn't know that at the time, but that's where all that was coming from. I was just very hurt and, you know, I just, I was acting out and, um, I, um, so they would start taking me to the therapist there and, um, I had switched therapists by that time, different guy, but still there. And, um, um, we were talking about with him this whole thing and he was very, he was never like, no, that's not who you are. Right. You know, a lot of people have the stories, they go to therapists, they're going to the church, something like that. They're like, no, you're a man, you need to get the help. But he was very attentive, and then sometimes we brought the family in, or the mom, you know, mom, and I don't think dad ever went. Not because of whatever, but he's working, or whatever. <laughs> you know, just mom usually took me to my... Of course, same with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and we talked about it. It was very difficult and very stressful to talk about, but we, we did the work that we needed to put in, you know? That's great. And, um... You know, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but, you know, that's just kind of like the quick overview right. of it. Um, but we, we did. We, we, and I'm, I'm thankful for that looking back. You know, they really, really they really put the effort. I think they didn't go as fast as I went into. They didn't necessarily know the steps because they were apprehensive, but they really were, I mean, look, they adopted a, a biracial, you know, black baby in Fort Wayne, Indiana in the nineties when people were just starting to adopt children of color, you know, in a, in a very conservative, right. You know, they already seem like incredible parents. Right. So it's like, if, if I should have known, you know, if somebody who's doing that, they're probably in it for the long haul, no matter what is what I think now, you know, they're, they're already, you know, going outside of, you know, what other people expect is going to happen, you know, so right. they're already giving, you know, wonderful people. So I should have, it, no brainer, I should have never thought that they would ever abandon me. But you know, when you're But that's hard when you're in, the, when yeah. you're in it, you know, when yeah. you're in that and you're in a crisis yeah. of, of yourself, it's yeah. hard to, it's yeah. hard to know. It's a blessing. They're, they are a blessing to me. amazing. They really are. Yeah. So let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about your career as a model and an actor. Here Incidentally, as an actress. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Because when I was in theater school, they always said it was just actor. It's never right. actress anymore. Right. So sorry if I said actor. And we both actress. came here for theater. That's yep. And we both ended up at FAT. I know. Crazy. Crazy, right? right? Um, so how? What was your? What is your career like? What was that like? Um, starting a career in in entertainment and possibly disclosing your your gender. Well, you know, just give right. give us a little overview on that. Um, well, like I said, I came here originally a year before and tried to go to school, like AMDA and all those places, did auditions. It just wasn't right. And at that point, you know, I had left theater for, you know, I'm only now sticking my toe back into it, but I mean, it's because they didn't know what to do with me. Okay. You know, at that time, um, I was probably right when I started Hormones, because like I said, I... I started young, and then I lived for about a period of five years without them. Okay. So, um, you know, the look wasn't, you know, the face was not, you know, as smooth as it is now. The look wasn't as polished. So, I mean, I, they were, they could tell I was trans. I was still wearing the wig, 
you know, okay. so it wasn't all together and um, they just didn't know what to do with me. And that's why a lot of people who are of gender variant or tra- trans experience um, have left the theater. You know, we right. have lots of people that we know. And um, so I went back home and then I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And all that, boop. I said, well, let me go to, let me just do something in fashion, you know? Okay. And, um, you know, because all what I would spend my time doing is like always looking at clothes. I would always be obsessed with clothes. And I'd always been like that. <laughs> like, and it was more in the sense that, and I think trans women could um, subscribe to this idea, or I also think trans men as well. But it's just like clothes, clothing has always been a way, um, especially as a trans girl, to kind of make yourself, like that's your first introduction to um, feeling comfortable. Like you put on those clothes and you right. feel like who you are. And it's like clothing can really mold and change. Like I think of it more as an artistic form. It can really mold and change and really just the entire canvas just like, you know. Absolutely. And you, you, can, you, just go, you can go to Forever 21 you know, down the street right. and just spend spend fifty dollars and totally look different. Right. Like and, and look the way you feel comfortable. Right. And like if you're a drag race fan, like which I am a total like I am obsessed. <laughs> I always tell my like my close friends who like I talk about being trans, like I'm like the I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna use the word tranny right now because we're okay. in the presence of trans. So you're, people. Pr- you're pro tranny? But I'm like the tranny drag stalker. Like I probably <laughs> know every <laughs> Who is your favorite who's your favorite queen? Oh god. Or number one. Favorite. I mean, I stalked them all. I, I, like, we have to get into categories because it's like, it's like, okay, are we talking about a trans one or are we talking about a queen? I mean, okay. like, obviously, I like um, hmm. last season. Like, I haven't season had season eight. Was it season eight or season nine? Okay, this past <laughs> this past season. Just curious. Um, I really, obviously, I mean, I have to go up for Bob. Oh, I have Bob. to go up for Bob because no, Bob Bob's is like, Bob is funny. Like Bob is the black Bianca. Let's be honest. You know, with a, <laughs> right? But it's you know because I saw them together, like when they were doing right. was it industry or therapy, whichever one. Of them, yeah, they're both across the street, and they did their thing. Together. Yeah, I was like that. You know, two tons of fun. If we're gonna so, that. so she so, <laughs> so Bob her one of her first performances that she did in drag was when she was performing in this Miss Fag Hag pageant. Uh huh. Um, like she had a fag hag, and then she was the fag, and mm-hmm. and it was, her face looked bad. Her, Can like, I just say? Oh my god. I don't know why they're shading her about her makeup. Have you read that stuff? Yeah. But I'm like, when I see her in person, I'm like, I think she looks no, great. she looks great now. So it's like, why? No, but I mean, even before, like when I saw her, um, I was like, she looked great. Like maybe it was, this was when I first saw her, it must've been in the past two years. So the first time I saw her, I was like, she looks fine. I don't know why you guys are trying to shade. Cause I think she's great. Like, she, I think like, I love her. The body is down, like everything. I was like, she looks great. Cause I have seen, so, I'm not, I'm oh. not going to be shady. I have seen some oh. busted queen. <laughs> right. I'm like, she's not a busted I mean, queen. No. I mean, there's a lot all. of girls when they start, they, their makeup definitely starts to improve as they do it. Right. But, um, when she, so she, when she started, you probably know this, she was kitten with a whip. Did you know that? Yes. 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 So, but then when she came back as bought the drag queen, she just like blew up. Right. It's it's crazy. She like she did it right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she did, what her plan was, but she did whatever she did was right. Right. Are you excited for All Stars? Uh yeah. I mean, I'm not you, I'm not like crazy fan. You don't like I any of those? I like it. Okay. I like the sh- I don't even know who's on the Because have you have a close like, relationship with the drags in the city. Yeah. I mean, like very I, personal relationship. Very good. So, personal relationship. I thought she would be but up on the I'm not like crazy about TV. You okay. know, like I'm yeah. not I'd rather go see a show 
in a city. But oh, I'm not. Wow. So, I'm not like a one to sit there and watch. Like, can we go to a show together? Yeah. Because Absolutely. I I love going to shows. It's just like who who I never. You need to see Ari Kiki. Have you seen? Yes. Her? Okay, so she's yes. like she's my that's my girlfriend. Love her. My my she's like my girlfriend. my gay husband. He loves her. She probably wouldn't yeah. remember him, but she whatever. She we, probably does. You think so? Because yeah, like he always gives her the biggest tips. He's just like so drunk. She's it's, incredible. It's, it's boots and saddles. It's either Monday or Tuesday, whatever day she's there. Yeah. And um, he he loves her. He's like, I won't go see that bitch. She falls she's off great. the stage. She's great. She and she she's great. she. It's a, you know she, she doesn't care if I say this. She works a full time job. You know, uh-huh. she's like a working person. And then she who, comes to do this and after. She does, and she performs almost A lot of night. the girls do that, though, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I do a lot but of she, girls. she great. works hard. I mean, yeah. she is a hard worker. She donates money to a charity. She does this dance party um, at Stonewall on mm-hmm. Saturdays. She really, she does it. New York so, queens are the queens. Like, I think, I, it could be a whole season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and the, it would, the level would be so high if it was all I New know. York queens. They should do a New York season. I right. Think. It would just be so high. Like, the people they really, totally they really <laughs> don't know what the New York queens right. are like because there's there are a lot of them but a lot of them like it's the level you have to be on it on it but okay. you know what like there's some southern queens that have been on the show um I, you know there was one this, this past oh I love season. a southern queen I love a pageant queen but here's the thing they don't have as many opportunities to perform right and when there's one who's so polished and so incredible they've really taken the time I mean they've looked for opportunities mm-hmm. to perform and it's just it's harder right. it's, you know when it, when I when I went um this is right before I was on hormones, but I was living as a woman. I did drag once. I wanted, <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking about, you know, doing it just like, cause I'd seen all the girls and that's right. what I was, you know. Um, and I was, it was, it was a shit show, but I always wanted to do um, Miss Continental. Okay. I have a friend who did that. Oh my God. Uh, Jasmine Rice? Right? No, um, Michelle Austin. Okay. She was, I don't think she was. Uh, There's one here from the city that did, I think, Continental Plus yeah. this past year. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, she's the only person I know that's done it. But I know Michelle because she does the porn. So. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want to say Michelle, that? <laughs> it's all right. I right. think Michelle went by. She went by a different name. Yeah, she did. She was. Yeah. Girl, so, that's see. Uh, I told you I'm a trade stalker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know all the teas of all the girls. Oh my God. No, so like, yeah, I've always wanted to do. Um, maybe I'll do it later, but like, I, I mean. I just always, I was just always so fascinated. You can be with a those, pageant mom, right? I was always <laughs> so fascinated with those girls because you know, I mean, let's, I mean, we don't have time to go into the whole, you know, the pumping and all that stuff. But the girls would have the body, the titties, the, right. you know, everything. Like they would just get it done. Those girls spend like twenty thousand dollars on right. that one competition. So I mean, that's their make or break, you know, to right. get that title. So I mean, I've always just loved those girls, and I just loved, I mean, just to see a girl because I'm, you know, we're theater. Queen, oh, yes. so like just to see a girl get up there and just give it to you, it's just like there's nothing like that, you know. So did you feel? Uh, I know we're gonna go back to talk about your career a bit. But oh yeah. Did you feel? Did you feel like there was a lot of pressure to have surgery and to pump and get your breasts done when you first when you first started hormones and were in the process of transitioning? So my, I had a very interesting way of, be, shall we call my rise to tranny dumb. Anyway, it was like, you know, like the learning, like, you know, if you're here in New York City, usually like have girls that kind of help you learn stuff or like wherever you are. Yeah. I'm from Fort Indiana. There were no girls. So I, I had to do it all myself. So I took to the interwebs. Okay. And um, there was a site. <laughs> it's called BGC, Black Gay Chat, but they would have a trans section of it and they had a trans chat room. You know okay. BGC, don't you? you I've know? heard of it. Right. But it was, okay. but it, it's not... Child, I went there and peeped it for a second. It's like, what are these girls doing? It's not like it used to be. This is 
this is like 10 years ago. Okay. Um, so they, um, but I was very young, so I'm still very young. <laughs> I mean, let's not, let's not age me. No, no I was very young when like, I transitioned. Um, not super long ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I said 10 years. So I was like, if oh. were, I, I, I never look, tell, I never like tell people, 21. I never tell people my age. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if people, I know oh. people I know are trying to listen to this, like, how old is that bitch? No. Like, were, you, were you 10? <laughs> I was five. So, right. okay, anyway, so I went on there and, um, but these girls, I mean, especially at the time, I mean, there's a high prevalence in the black trans community, like, especially the trans community of color of these girls are escorting. So most of these girls were escorts. Um, most of these girls were pumped and, and the things that they like ball girls as well. The things that mm. were important to them were like body, you know, titties ratio the shoulders to ass like face getting it done getting it pumped so these girls really schooled me like they were i mean if anybody else saw these things they were like that is the most evil group of girls why would you even be running they're probably right but these girls the way they bring them up is like they're putting them through their steps like they're they're like oh you ain't got no titties you a man like oh your titties on double d you a man like you don't get no implants you can get that you know it's like oh they're trans women that is yes outrageous yes and it's, it's very much, I'm not going to, no, I will say it. It is like, because I have been to a ball before and I've talked to some of these ball girls and I've seen the shade and this was after I'd gotten the moans like this, which you see, they're like, oh, they thought you were a, just a drag queen because you didn't have like the big titties. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm what? done with that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's why I don't. get that. Right. That's why I don't. That's why I'm just like, I just, sometimes I just want to see it, but I'm not trying to be in that life. Right. So, um. I, so these girls are very much like that. Like they were like, you know, and I'd be like, you know, I, at one point, and it was funny because at one point when I got, you know, I had always said, um, that I'm going to at some point get the surgery. Right. And at that point when I was with these girls, cause they were like, Oh, don't get the surgery. Like I almost thought like they, these girls were so. And when we're talking about that surgery, we're talking about bottom surgery. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I would always thought. Like, when these girls were telling me these things, like, it almost got in my head, because they would be like, oh, don't get rid of it, da-da-da, you can't have this, like, you'll never have, you know, a man, whatever. Um, and what were, some, what were some of those reasons that they would say not Um, not Because, like, if they, like, a lot of these girls, like, they were working, so they wouldn't get, you know, the right. girls used to wear coins, like, they weren't going to get coins. Um, we're going to use all the training slang, lingo. Coin. Make yeah, some coin. <laughs> I mean, but all that lingo, they all, come, they all come from the girls. Like, all right. the gays use that lingo. It all come from the transsexuals. It really, the, all the black transsexuals right. is where those words come from. So, um, and I'm a trans woman of color. You know, I'm half. You I, can say these right, things. Right. I'm Native American and black, so I can say whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. So, anyway. Um, so, these, like, the coin, they were like, oh, you ain't going to get the coins no more. Um, and they would, they would really, like, put me down, too, because I would have, like, the the hope of like having a nice relationship with like, Oh girl. Like, cause you know, like I am, I grew up in an all white family and mostly around white people. So I think like, I always get a lot of flack for saying like, I think I'm predisposed to white men. Like the men that I almost, that I usually find myself attracted to are white guys. Not on purpose. There are people of all color that I can find myself attracted to. It's just that I seem like, you know, people are, you know how they always say, Oh, a lot of times you end up with somebody that's like your dad or like your mom. Yeah. My dad's a white man. So get over it. You know? <laughs> right. And I think, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, you know, when people beat you, they don't know this. They don't know. Right. You know, well, they, they know always call me I'm a white girl. People call you a white girl? Like a lot of people do. They're like, you're a white woman. And I talked to my mom. I was like, I'm just a white girl. You're like, you are a white woman. Like you I respect know, I, think, I think it's like, you're just, you're what, very. What they call the white woman. Cause what they mean by that is by saying, 
you're not ghetto because you're the right. black, you know, da, 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 with right. these things that they say a black person has to be. So, um, or just like the way that my look is, like maybe that I've, um, it's kind of conformed to being more like, you're very classic. I mean, I wouldn't say right. anything. You just dress very classic and very right. classy. But like, if I have to say anything to that, I was like, well, I'm a product of my surroundings. I come from a classy exactly. family. Like, this is how I dress because it's, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> but they would always be like, but they would always be like, oh, ain't no white man going to want you because, um, because, because, and which I, you know, part of it, they are right. And that's another show for another story and another time. <laughs> but, um, you know, there is still a taboo about interracial dating between, I mean, like all the other all the other portions have been done. Like, you see black men with white girlfriends. There's something about a black woman with a white man. You still do not see that, rarely. And there's still, like, I've been out with guys and, like, we'll cross by. One of my gay friends who I went to school here with, um, he was like, we were walking down over here by the school and they were like, oh, why are you with that white boy? You need to get you a black man also. I was like, oh God, like there's still, and like a lot of black women, my black girlfriends, they're like, ew, I don't date white boys. I don't like pink dick or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, dick. you know, it's just like, there's still so much for black women to date white men. There's still so much, you know, um, what's what I'm looking for. There's still so much stigma to it. And there's, right. and for a white man to bring home a black girl. Oh no. Oh no! That's interesting. That's a uh, oh no no no. You know, no, I guess no. these, these are things that I just to... don't think about. Right? They're, that is not something they're trying to bring home to their mother. Right. So I mean, I could see what they were saying. They were like, "Girl," because a lot of the times those girls would tell me when they would get a white client because they were escorting. They were like, "Oh, I never met a black girl before. I want to be with a black girl." Something like this because it's taboo for them to even try. Because like when right. I go out places, it's very rare for a white man to hit on me. That's that's surprising to me. But I guess, you know, these are just, these are, you know, right. things, things I, I notice ever think about that you notice. Right. I'll be like, That's a black really guy will stop me in the street or something like that, but a white guy will not, he won't, I guess they just don't, they're, I mean, they're not approaching, it must be me then, or if they are approaching black women, whoever's <laughs> saying, I'm a white man right now, I approach black women, right. then you clearly aren't approaching me, so it's every other black woman, but they are approaching, they're not approaching me. I, 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 I cannot think of a time in my time in New York it maybe once a white guy ever approached wow. me. It does not happen. So how? So do you generally look to date white men, or you just find yourself? <laughs> do you just find yourself like you just end up? Um, I just clicking I, with them. I think we have when you're talking about socially. I think we have a lot in common. Like okay. I know some people are gonna be like, "Oh, but you're a black woman." I'm like, but I wasn't reared as a. I was reared as, you know. A white girl, right? You know, who went to private school and boarding school. That's a very small microcosm right. of people. Like that's right. a microcosm of people who don't even let other white people who don't have a certain amount of money in, of or something like that. So it's a very specific. And I think probably the guys that I probably end up do going with are probably guys who are very similar with the guys that I grew up with. Guys who have, you know. Nice guys from first grade. No. Yes. Yes, him. Right. No, but like I think probably the guys that I end up going on a date with. I mean, like, I'm not gonna go in because that's that's I shouldn't name the type. Of, well, <laughs> I know. I mean, but, but I, but I like, think you know that makes sense. Lawyers or financiers or people who are of a well-to-do social economic status right. who have a certain set of and that's manners. What you're used to. That's, yeah. That's what your father. That's, your, 
they remind you of your dad, and yeah. Well, it's just I mean, what I'm used to. Right. I mean, those are the people There's I grew nothing wrong up with. with that. Right. So going back to your, when you talk talk about the career, what was the original question about? Yeah. Career? So so when so what, do you disclose that you're trans no. when you're auditioning? No. Okay. I unless it's like specifically looking for a trans role. Okay. I mean, um, I have had times. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think that I have to. Yeah. Like, even with my friends, it's like, not, it's not who I'm trying to be. It's not who I'm trying to know you at, ha, right. to know me as. I'm trying to just, for me, on my journey, I'm just trying to be a woman. Right. That's what works for me. So that's what I want people to know me as. I, I, I remember when I was just dropping another tangent. I remember I was speaking at, one of the times I spoke at Rutgers, I did a lecture there. Um, this lady came up and talked to me. This was right in the middle of the RuPaul tranny debate. So they asked me about that bullshit. I was like, oh God, I don't want to talk about that. Right. Um, and, I, and my whole thing, scandal. my whole thing about it is it's the intent behind the word. Right. Yeah. Now, if was, someone's yelling that in the street, it's a negative intention. Right. You know, then it's bad. But if it's, it's like, like hey, female, that was right. like a cute repurposing of the word. Right. Let it go. Right. You know, I am on your side with this one. Right. 100%. So, um, but she was like. Later, we went and we had we had lunch, and she's telling me, and she almost didn't, like, get where I was coming from about not telling people, but she was like, oh, whenever I'm around um, people, I have to, um, she was a British one, and she's like, I have to drop into the conversation somehow that I'm a trans woman. I'm like, why? Right. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have to drop into a conversation that I'm Jewish. Right. It's like, or... it's like. It's like, I just thought it was so absurd. So she's like giving examples. She's like, oh, we might have been talking about school. She's like, when I was in school, I was a boy. I was like, that's so absurd. And people don't even care. Like, you're just making it weird. Like, I didn't get it. She's like, I can't feel comfortable unless I do that. I was like, girl, you maybe need to go to therapy or something. But (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. But it's just so weird. Like, not that whatever works for you, because honestly, I don't spend my nights up thinking about it. So whatever works for you is fine for your life. I mean, I think everyone is different. Some people are really strong with that identity and other people are just, they just want to live. You know, it's not even that they're stealth. They just want to just live as a person. And not not And not to be, sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. Not to be, I used to be that girl. When I very first transitioned, I went to boarding school. I used to try to beat everyone to the punch and say I was a trans girl. Right. So they couldn't, like I was treated before. So I get that. Maybe right. that's where she's coming from. But it didn't seem like that. So, yeah, I don't really share um, that I'm a trans woman. But I have done stuff that has capitalized, like, let's be honest, let's call a spade a spade. Right now, <laughs> the trans thing, it's, it's hot. hot. It's right hot. They want to use right. trans, you know, there have been offers that I've had because I'm a trans woman to do things. And I'm I'm fine with that. Like, I, I want it to be to a point where it doesn't even need to be that we have to play a trans woman. But I'm also great about, like, okay, you want to give me a you want to give me a check? I will let you exploit right. me all the way as long as the right. check is right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we live in New York City. We're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to make of course. a coin of course. and try to live on how am I going to eat. But you do you think time? that if you, if you accept, do you feel like if you accept too many roles in a trans character that you might be typecast as a trans woman for the rest of your life playing trans roles. Well, to get into, I know you want to talk about this movie that I did. Um, I was afraid that would be the result. Okay. Of the movie. Um, you know, I don't want to be, cause that's not the girl I came here to be. Right. You know, I didn't come to this party to walk in the door to be like, everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? That was yeah. like one of my big fears. And, um, now, you know, I might have to deal with that, but it's kind of like, I, 
this role that I played, um, you know, I went to, um, should I just... Get... Yeah, tell us what you did. Okay, so I went and I, I spent um, some time in the spring in Germany. Um, we shot in Berlin, and then we also shot in this um, region of Brandenburg called the Plegnitz, where we were most of the time in the countryside, um, for uh, a Bruce LeBruce film. Of course, you guys all know who that is, right? Oh my god, I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know that part of the no. thing? It was Bruce LeBruce. So... so is this something that you had planned that you were like... No, doing... it all happened like really quickly. Okay. Um... And like you guys know, like he, because um, I wasn't sure at first if I wanted to do the film. Not that, because I knew on instantly when I heard Bruce and Bruce, I wanted to do it. But I, you know, some of his stuff is more avant garde, right? Like just giving him like a real, you know, just being really transparent about the process of it. Some of his stuff is more avant garde, and I was like, okay, well, I don't really think I want to do that. So I was like, what kind of movie is going to be? So it's more like a, it's a feature film. It's more like, um, like something you would see in a theater. Okay, but it still has his edge. Got it. You know, did okay. you see his last movie, Gerontophilia? I didn't, no. Okay, so, yeah, his last movie, Gerontophilia, was kind of about uh, this boy who had, um, he was attracted uh, sexually to the elderly. Okay. You know, so, it's, but it was still a comedy and a feature film, like, it's shot edgy. beautifully. It's more like that. It's okay. not like that avant-garde where, you know, sometimes he shows, like, graphic scenes. Right. You know, so it wasn't more Did like, you see the script before you went? Yes. Okay. I read the scripts. And um, they were very great about, um, um... Making me, wanting me to feel comfortable. They were like, I knew beforehand I would have to be uh, nude. I would have a nude scene. Right. Um, I knew that um, there were going to be sex scenes. Um, <laughs> I will That's say fun. I'm definitely not a lesbian. I've oh never been God. with a woman. We did this um, lesbian orgy scene. Oh, my God. I think God. it's okay to talk about because I think I read it, him talking about the lesbian orgy that we did um, in, a, in press. Um, I definitely, I mean... Let's just say I found out more about the female natty and been more places in the female natty than I've ever been in place. And I know I am definitely not a lesbian. That is so funny. But I think I did a pretty good job. I think I went in there and I made it look like I was really... I mean, how much much of it is actually acting versus like... You know, I mean, I've been on porn sets, but like, are you... I think we were really... We were really... I don't think I'm spooking to you here by saying this, but we had two girls and the girl who was my partner for the for the majority of that orgy scene, she had been, she does, um, she's a porn actress. She did art porn in Berlin. Okay. So I'm guessing because anybody could see it, it'd be okay to say that. Um, I love her. Uh, she's a gorgeous girl um, from Mexico. She lives in Berlin now. Okay. Um, but um, she, you could tell she's an exhibitionist and she enjoys doing it more. Like, this is my first time. Right. Because the reactions and the sounds and, you so know, she was, like, she was I was like, like, oh, she's really having sex. <laughs> and that was a lot for me. It was, okay. it took a lot. It was a big shock for me. How long was the, how long did it take to film this? The take? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> too, too long? <laughs> was I'm this the first time, is this the first time you've ever done this type of scene before? Yeah. I, I had never, I mean, I had never done anything. Was it all day? No, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> that would be like... It was probably like, I, I thought it was forever just like in the moment, but I would say probably it was like a 20 minute take. Oh, okay. Not terrible. Right, because we were trying to get in. Right. Oh, nothing. Yeah. So you we were did to... it, you were like, I'm going to do this right, so we can just get this Because it's not a porn. It's <laughs> right, like, a, it's right. just supposed to be like a natural part where we're just like, um, we're just, it's, uh, because the, the, to give a little background behind the film, it's basically a wayward school for girls that is a front for this woman and her kind of her cronies. Um, they they kind of want to have this 
radical feminist um, care like agenda. And so yeah. these group of girls that are way where they're kind of bringing them together to kind of, you know, fulfill and to take out, you know, like they're like the next generation. So we are like the, the porn scene is kind of the propaganda part of the okay. propaganda that we use, you know, part of the lines that she says is like, um, fuck freely and fuck often. Cause we're only supposed to fuck women. It's called the misandress. You know, misandry is, you know, oh my kind God. of the so you're playing a lesbian. Porn. Yes. This yes. is amazing. Yes. This is incredible. When, so when does this come out? When, where can we see this? Um, they're editing it. They're going to be editing it in July. Um, and they will, I'm not sure when I've seen different things and I've heard different things. Okay. It'll be next year. Okay. Um, but I know that I, I believe they went to con cause we ended right before the con film festival and they went with their distributor to do for like mass distribution. Okay. I don't quite know because obviously I'm newer to the movie site cause all okay. I've really done, you know, going back into my career is what I've really done more is like the modeling part, the, um, and I also came here to FIT to study fashion styling and image consulting. So I've done, you know, a lot in that arena as okay. well. So you don't like, I mean, it was a new thing for me. So it could be in the theaters. You never really I, I I think it would be like, if they were to show it in the theaters, it would be like, oh, IFC okay. is showing it. It's not going to be a mass theater. produced. Yeah. It's not going to, it'd be cool. like Angelica maybe will be showing it or something okay. like that. Um, that would be sweet. You know, I keep, you know, I don't even want to say it cause it'd be like, oh God, sweat. but there's, a, there's a few but I've heard a couple people say a few big festivals that Amazing. I would love to have it Hello, in. But you don't know. It's all thing. you know, it's all up to Bruce and what he feels and I respect his, you know, his idea for whatever he wants the movie to be. Okay. We are all behind him hundred percent. That is so and it was great. it was you know, it, we were we we were very blessed. You know, I just wanna say this one quick thing, you know, also our, our mutual friend, Shakina Nafak, she, who I also have, love, right. Uh, the, none of this would have happened without her. She, yeah. you know, she got the ball rolling for me when, I mean, it all That's started, incredible. it all started with us when we met and here talking. At You're FIT. kidding me. <laughs> Wait, so you that that is amazing. I know she, like, things happen. Things happen Everything for else. a reason. I agree. And that's where it got me back into doing theater. And this movie is because of a group that we were going to come together. I talked to you about. Yeah, we were making that group of trans, you know, performers and everything like that. I mean, that's it's kind of faltered out, but you know, because we all got busy. But I think I think that everyone's right. and that's good that everyone's busy. Right. But I think it needs to be there, right? Um, and to have like have a group for that, and that so might we can and that back up. like a more a more you know concrete part of that might come back together now. But you know, through her and all that, I the audition was there, and I said, okay, I'll do it. You know, like. Why not just do it? I didn't suspect because, you know, I sing and I dance. I do not. I, I right. never consider myself an actor. And they said they liked your audition. Let's do another one. And then, you know, they were like, are you there down? you are in, in Europe. Berlin. And it was great. And so I just wanted to, you know, Shakina, all blessings got her because she continues to try to include me. And just she's like she's a mother. She's a mother to me. She really is, and I, I think she would love it. And you met her. This is when you really connected with her at the, when you spoke. I never met her before. Oh my god! And when that I is, saw it was going like to be her, when I, I saw it was going to be her, I was silent, silently to myself, like having a freak out because I really wanted to be she's like incredible. best friends with her. She's, and now it's like the truth. She's so incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I did her her promo for her um, her campaign right. for when she was doing the HB two bathroom right. And now she's going to be on she's this season of Difficult People that just came out. Everybody go watch that trailer. Shakina Nafak. I know I've spoken about her before, but she's incredible. So check her out. Right. But just to she's give good. like a little, just to a little side note, like not the movie itself, but just, it was the surroundings of the movie. Like this was as a trans person and myself growing up, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have, you know, people didn't know what to do with me. Oh, 
Mm. And when you move to New York, you make friends, but it's really hard for people to connect. Like, even us coming here together today, it was really hard for us to get together. Months it took... And, you know, this was December when we first connected. So this right. is now from But December. this is what happens in the city. Like, when right. people, my friends move there, they're like, oh, I'm going to see you all the time. You right. just don't. You don't. You just get busy. It's hard to make a close friend here. And I felt like after going to this movie, this was the first time that I really felt like I had friends. Like, I would really want to make friends with people. And I always be like, oh, do you want to hang out? Whatever. I felt like this is the first time that there was a reciprocation. And that's what a real friend is. A real friend is a reciprocation of... Um, of sharing that closeness. It's not just you asking to hang out with them. They want to have with you. And I really felt the women on this set really gave that to me. And it was so special. Like, I mean, they had me crying about things and talking about things that I hadn't really unpacked or talked about. It was just really magical. A lot of the, um, um, women that who were playing like Mm -hmm. the teacher roles, they were great. I mean, we had two girls from here. Um, Kemper Fowler, I think okay, her band is called. Name? Yes, I think her. But she's an amazing, 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 amazing performance artist. She has her own performance art type of school. I think her group is called Karen Black. Okay. Um, just go check her out. I, I apologize, Kembra, if I got your name wrong. But she just she, uh, I can't even put the connection into words. And I remember Ann Viva Ruiz. She like these are like my aunties. She's like a just another. She's knows everybody in that nightlife scene. She's done a lot of, like, the performance arts and right. all those things. It was magical because near the end of the shoot, like, the second to last day, the last day, we sat there. We kind of, you know, we sat there. And I don't know if I'm into the kind of the energy or, like, the spiritual side or whatever because I always think that stuff is complex. And maybe I just haven't, yeah. you know, I've got all this other shit going on. I haven't, like, delved into that yeah, side of my I'm with you psyche. That. You know, so we kind of sat there in this old little shed behind this beautiful grand 25 room villa and we sat there was Canberra, me viva and this other girl named bliss who's a 18 year old girl from um denmark who had moved there kind of like to escape just okay. like we did and we're all sitting there and we're saying what we're thankful for and all stuff like that and you know just like it was a really powerful moment and then i and then i we all get up because they're like shut up over there because they're <laughs> shooting over there like we can hear you i was like okay whatever and we get up and then right below me this very minute it must have been a centimeter it would this would be like um a glitter like potpourri glitter that you would put like if you're decorating thing this golden heart what that was just below me and i was like it could be easily you could miss it and i just happened to look i just happened to look down it's like this big and i looked and i said i mean i don't know come from well i don't know and this place is not like a place that like would be like we were in, heart. we were in this one hundred person town in the boonies of Germany. So it's not like they were like these people were coming. And this was like, um, this was a place that was being fixed up that hadn't been used for years. And so it's not like it was being used this old yeah. villa like that. Um, they were gonna use it like fixed up and use it for like corporate stuff and like retreats and things like this. But um, but it's just like this golden heart. And I was like. You know, a lot of people say, oh, that stuff's bullshit and stuff like that. But there was, I don't know, I just felt like there was something, what what are the chances that here we are sharing this love and I'm saying that I'm thankful for, like, these people, like, really making me feel wanted and all these things like that and crying and all these things like this. And then, like, while I'm thinking, oh, God, like, is this just, like, a sappy type of thing or do I really believe in this? Like, to re, you know, there's this little minute golden heart. I don't, I don't know no. what it is. I don't know if it's just coincidence. I'm not trying to say anything. But I'm just saying, at that moment, 
Yeah. It was magical. That is that is incredible. And that it just magical. sealed the deal for the entire... I mean, there are people... I mean, I met a lot of people who had lived in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, Larry T. Right. He's there. You know, these legendary people who have moved to Berlin right. because it's so cheap and, you know, all those things. And to get out of New York, who's pushing all the great artists out, you know. And it's like... It was just so magical, and all those people I'm still close in contact with, and they will always be close to me. And it was it. I've never had an experience like that. So it wasn't just the movie, and that that could be whatever. But it was the growing experience, and you know, looking for those times that really feel they have the magnitude of being, you know, very strong. They have a strong impact for you in your life, and it it was. It was that, and I'm. I feel so blessed, and 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 even now, from then, everything has just been one thing, another, another, another. I mean, it's just so. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I really, honestly, I don't know. Like I had a, I had, I was gonna do this, go to this casting for this thing, and then I was like, I don't really feel about it, like it, and I was something messed up with this other casting. Both days. This is in the past week. Yeah. Both times on the same. Day, I got two amazing offers that came to me. It's like, oh, well, that wasn't right for you. This is what's right for you. It's meant to be. It's like, that's that's incredible. I mean, can a coincidence keep happening? And you know, it and, could, but or usually, or or is it or is it like you know, RuPaul says, do you ever listen right. to his podcast? I've listened to his podcast, yeah. and he like he's very philosophical, and he says you have to take those cues from the universe. And I feel yeah. like at this point right now, I feel like these are the cues. From the universe, they're telling me, no, no, bitch, that's not right for you. This is right for you. You need to keep going this way. So now, like, everything's kind of up in the air, and I'm just letting things happen how they happen. And I'm trying to say yes to things. And I'm trying to be... Just you are all doing it right. Yeah. That is the way to do it. Right. We're right. young. We're... I mean, not you, but I was going to say oh, we're young. I'm girls. not young. No, I mean... No, 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 I mean. not you with the young, but I was going <laughs> to say... You know how they say we're young girls doing it for ourselves. I, whatever. I'm a young girl doing it right. for myself. <laughs> But not young, this lovely gentleman over here. Young boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, is there, where can we find you on online? Is there anywhere that we can yeah. uh, follow your career and what um, you You can definitely hit me up at um, It's Kita Updike on most platforms, on Facebook. On uh, I, I go back and forth just because of privacy. I've gone back and forth with changing it. I used to be Witch of Wardrobe. <laughs> okay. But um, right now it's Kita Updike. I switched it back when I did the movie. Um, so that's also on Updike is it's K I T A U P D I K E. Kita means um, tall. It means north in Japanese, where it literally means broken in syllables. Tall tree, Kita. So I think that really that's beautiful. Describes me. Um, I didn't know that really. There's a long story. We'll do like the next time, whatever. <laughs> Part two. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or you can just. Um, yeah, just hit me up through there or um, at gmail.com is pretty much the same. No, I don't. I don't get the Twitter. I don't no get the, tweets. I don't get the Twitter. Or the Snapchat. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so we'll find you on the, on the Facebook. Yeah, on the Facebooks or the the, we'll the Instagrams. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kita, for coming thank on you. and chatting with us. Oh, it's such a blessing. Thank you for having me. Here. Welcome. Thank you, Kita, for being my guest this week, and thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Well, that's it. Have a great weekend.